Hey everybody, welcome back to the Three Cast. I'm your host Matt. Today I'm joined by Vince and Ricky. The boys are back in town. We found Ricky. What up? What up? <laughs> I know. I was like, I thought it was the next week, and then um, the the following week, I was like, oh wait a minute, <laughs> I think I missed it. Yeah. I'm just gonna put it out yeah. there. They can us watch two of these movies, and then I gave I gave Ip Man, and I mean, as I'm gonna say, Ip Man was like up there with Schindler's List or Godfather, but I'm just gonna say, you 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 owe me. I man. actually watched. I actually watched that movie on my own, so I was like kind of excited, and then I missed it. <laughs> yeah, it was a good movie. It, uh, it was astonishingly better than the movies we're talking about today. So, anyways, this is the three cast. We're talking about movies, TV shows. Uh, every once in a while, we'll do a comic. We haven't done a comic in quite a while. Maybe that's something we need to do. We are not letting Ricky pick a comic. That's just not ever <laughs> going to happen ever again. I can't pick a comic because I pick Hitler's and dogs and shit so <laughs> so it looks like vince is gonna have to pick the comic uh, anyways uh so over the last it has to have been three years we've been very slowly making our way through the james bond film series and um i say three years and then th- we've only got to 11 <laughs> 11 and 12 are the ones we're doing today so we're doing uh we did two this time which um I consider both a mistake and a blessing, but I'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, we did Moonraker, and then we did For Your Eyes Only. Both of these are um, – this is like the what, the fourth and the fifth with this Bond, with I the, think? Like more, yep. Yeah, so um, honestly, I had no problems with the Bond this time. But anyways, uh, Vince, I know every time – I, I give oh, you the synopsis. Don't give me the synopsis, man, because honestly, they're all blending together now. And you know what? I, I'll just be up front with you. <laughs> you said that – okay, so the two movies were Moonraker and For Your Eyes Only. Moonraker. If you want me to do the first one, you can do the second one. We can split them. No, the second one's even worse. Okay, sorry. I think <laughs> you've kind of cemented to me why – I think I now don't like Bond movies. Like, oh. like, honestly, I think, I think that um, – the, the, the okay, just very quickly, because I know you're gonna. I'm gonna give you the synopsis thing, but um, because the, 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 such a convoluted Bond plot, you can't even make this up anymore. Um, so uh, the Moonraker movie came out in the in clearly in the kind of space race kind of Star Wars kind of milieu, because Bond has to be cool, right? Like kind of like mm-hmm. how Fast and Furious and Born Identity movies kind of influenced <laughs> the new Daniel Craig movies. Like I get that, okay? But here's the deal, man. Um, so you might have issues with Moonraker. At least Moonraker for me was a departure and an artistic creative aspiration to do something different. And then I was like, okay, it's cheesy and it's so over the top cartoonish in, in Moonraker. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'll give it that. And you know what? To be fair, Roger Moore, he is like your tip. He is like to the nth degree, dial up to 11 level of like uh, innuendo one-liners that it's like cheesy to the max, right? Which which is fine, okay? But you get that stuff. And I mean, just the way the Jaws romance thing happens at the end of that story, I was like, I, I forgot. I honestly forgot. I just remember that he became a good became a good guy after the last movie. I was like, yeah, he comes back and he's a good guy. And I forgot how bad it was. And just when they actually play the cheesiest, most cliche music when he's like, like it was like just the, the Wagnerian kind of music when he fought when he meets the girl. I was like, oh, it's so terrible. And then then of course I was like, okay, th- maybe because the the, the four year eyes only was supposed to be like this 
return back to the classic Bond, right? Then when I'm watching this, I'm like, oh my God, that's such a garbage convoluted plot that like it comes back to all the things we've been talking about before. The terrible special effects, the driving back, uh, like even the hell, oh, they try to redeem it with the helicopter where they're like, you know, doing it with the projection screen with the helicopter. It's even worse than the driving with the, with the projection screen. And then of course you watch the movie and you're like, oh my God, this can't get any worse about, and then no, 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 they decided let's have James Bond taking out like the Olympics games, like just the Winter Olympics. He, James Bond is the Winter Olympics to the point where it's not even like figure skating, biathlon, triathlon. <laughs> it's also the hockey team. Oh my God, man. Holy crap. How do you make us watch this stuff and not like just <laughs> cringe? And then of course the garbage special effects when they're doing the underwater thing. We talked about this last time, or not, maybe two times ago about how it looks so clear and evident that they're in a basement pool, like a, like a 1970s swimming pool with like, <laughs> yeah garbage stuff and i'm like at least use the equipment properly and then the the real kicker is like wait wait, wait. The, the 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 plot device is a stupid parrot that that gives out like the, 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 the destination stuff and then i'm again maybe I, I hope i don't sound racist but was that really margaret thatcher at the end like i don't know do all like i, I wasn't sure man i'm not joking I never understood. The, it's so tongue in cheek that I was like, this is a joke. It's like a parody. Nope. This is a legit, you know, Bond movie. So thank you, Matt. You've completely <laughs> destroyed any, any bit of. of I'm just going Bond. in order, man. It sounds like I chose these as my favorite or something. How did they not kill the franchise? Like, you know, you always talk about like franchise killers. How did this, like at this point in time. Right. Maybe Moonraker was the kind of thing that was like, oh, this is a franchise killer. So let's go back to the classics. But the classic stuff like oh my god it, it was so bad like everything was just repeat regurgitation and and you know what they tried to make continuity with the beginning part of four your eyes only when they're trying to kill uh who is a blofeld at the beginning and it was so clear that they couldn't hire blofeld so guess what let's hire a guy and we're completely on hide his face and it's like let's kill him because why not what was the point of killing him? I don't even understand that, right? And it's like, oh no, remember we had that that with the uh, Lazenby or yeah, the Lazenby Bond, and they're like, oh yeah, he fell in love with the girl, so let's have him visit the grave too. I was like, okay, maybe maybe they're trying to connect it back to classic Bond. Nope, they throw it all away and they just go, let's go back to all the garbage from the classic Bond and make sure we sweeten it up so bad so that you remember how. So you gotta tell me, man, this, this how does how like historically. How does the Bond franchise survive, man? I I don't know because well, it gets it, worse after this. Yeah, but it's like, really we still have funny, Timothy right? Dalton coming. Yeah, but it's really funny because this film was actually the highest-grossing film of all the series. On the four years, four your eyes only, or the no, Moon. no Moonraker. Really, We're doing Moonraker, right? We're doing yep. both of them. Until yeah. until Goldeneye, it was the highest grossing of the whole. That is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and and they were actually intending the producers to do For Your Eyes only first, but then they yeah, ended up I, I, I read one. that too. All right, before, yeah. Let's just before before we get oh, into to stuff, so just just kind of funny because 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 <laughs> Vince got into his rant and didn't actually tell us what the movies are about. But I don't blame <laughs> him because <laughs> the same crap again, just different countries. Because of the, the all right, so the first one, um, for some reason, it, it's not NASA that does the space stuff, and apparently in this film universe, British the Brit the United Kingdom has a space organization which you know they really didn't i mean they had one but they n only managed to put one satellite up in the entire history of ever so but anyways uh, uh space shuttle stolen uh 
if you know anything about science, science, space shuttles don't actually fly because they don't carry any fuel. So just uh, let uh, director's license there or something. I don't know. It was really anyways. That's stolen. That's the whole plot of that film. Uh, also, Jaws um, is actually the yeah. villain through the most of the thing, right? Uh, but it's not actually. He's not supposed to be the villain, and then he turns into a good guy because he falls in love. It, it, it's 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 bad um that 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 the beginning of that film moonraker is the worst bond opening in the history of all bond openings i'll talk about that later um and in this in in, in the second film if you've seen any james bond movie pre-1985 you've seen for your eyes only uh i'm pretty sure they've actually done that plot before like didn't in it wasn't one of either it was either Lazenby or in Sean Connery's whoops, somewhere along the line a submarine got stolen right um just like disappeared and somebody stole a submarine um it feels like that um this is not a submarine but it's kind of like the something got stolen Bond has to go find it basically both of these movies are something the, got stolen and he has to go find it it was the submarine attack like they, yeah because like we have NATO <laughs> NORAD and stuff no no they have something called attack um, yeah. Maybe Semi-6's <laughs> repo, man. <laughs> okay. So, a- a- anyways, like I said, if you've seen if you've seen the James Bond movie pre-19, well, pre-Brosnan, really, but, you know, the, especially the second one, it, it's a plot that they've done many times, and it's just as convoluted as Vince makes it sound. It is <laughs> bad. I, I, I want to go first, okay? I mean, technically, we, we've already started. <laughs> <laughs> all over the place, but uh, but okay. So first of all, Moonraker. That beginning is just so so bad, and I, I mean I don't even know where to start with that beginning. I, but I mean the thing that I mean first of all, I decided to do some research afterwards because I was like, do space shuttles really fly? Like, can they actually like if you got into the cockpit and decided just to fly away with it, could you do it? And uh, the answer, of course, is no, <laughs> because they don't carry any fuel. The rocket that they blast up on it is what contains the fuel. And then when they come back to Earth, what they're actually doing is gliding. Um, from what I've read, if somehow they were able to put fuel inside of the um, the space shuttle, it could technically fly, but nobody's ever done that. So that part there was just, I mean, like... Because then I mean, it just become a big bomb. <laughs> right, right. But it, it, it was just, like... Whatever. I mean, it's really unbelievable, but it's Bond, so whatever. But you you never really get the idea of why this plot ever happened. Like, like you knew that the reason why is because it was taking place, you know, like Vince said, Star Wars and the space race, even though this is, you know, 10 years after the height of the space race. But, you know, whatever. That's the reason why they had to do Bond in space. This is it, it's a Mel Brooks film. Um, uh, but you know, that's the reason why they had to do it. But the thing is, is that Bond is a British guy and the UK has no space program. Like they have a space agency, but all they've ever done is put space satellites up with NASA. They've only built one rocket that's ever went to space. They've, they never, not a single time had, had an astronaut, uh, go up in space. They've never had an astronaut. Uh, so, you know, that's the reason why they had to like come up with this really stupid plot where there's some private corporation who's in charge of building the space shuttle which is not the way anything happened like that's like private space construction any of that stuff wasn't even possible until the mid-2000s so 
why they didn't just use NASA in some form or fashion, I don't know. It was really weird. Um, uh, and then the whole convoluted pro- plot where the 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 space shuttle was actually stolen by the guy it was stolen from, and and or the he finds it as four sitting around. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Like and for some reason he needed to go to space to poison everybody, which seems like a, a, an extraordinary waste of money when you could just use an airplane. Um, I mean, yeah, but he has to stay up there until like because the poison doesn't. Right, just I understand he wanted him and his master race master had to stay race. up away, oh. and I could understand that, but I didn't understand why he had to poison everybody from up there. It was okay. <laughs> Um, Moonraker was really, really bad. And the thing is, is that as bad as that opening was, it got really, it, it got worse. Uh, um, like, like, man, Jaws is just indestructible, right? I mean, he falls out of the ah. damn airplane and he doesn't die. And, and then he, fall, he falls yeah, like, into the circus thing. I mean, can you get any more <laughs> horrible than that? I mean, the, <laughs> he falls into the freak show. Like, Come on. That's like classic, uh, that's like classic movies, right? Like, even when the villain falls into lava, you're always like, in the next, like, part two, he's going to be alive because okay. somehow he survived. I'm going to correct you. It's right? not that, classic all... movies. It's classic comic book is what it is. Like, this, this, this <laughs> is comic. And not comic books. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you know damn well, even if Batman defeats Joker, <laughs> he's, the Joker's going to come back eventually, right? That's what this is. Like, but the... Th- but the he turns good at the end. Like it, it's love, Darth Vader yeah. all over again. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, it, it it's weird. Jaws is such a weird character because he's just, he, he's a henchman that like travels between movies, right? Like normally when you have a, a recurring character like that, he's like the villain, right? He's like the, uh, yeah. you know, he's the guy with the, you know, the overarching evil laugh and the, the plans but this guy's he's just a henchman and even in this movie where he starts off as perhaps maybe the the villain because he's doing something on his own and tries to kill bond by pushing him out of a plane uh, he eventually becomes a henchman again you know he gets hired by drax so it's it's very it's very weird all right so um moonraker is horrible and you know i was like oh, come on for your eyes only has got to redeem it somehow right <laughs> and it, it didn't. It didn't. And, and I'm not even going to talk about my thoughts on this movie because uh, I, I I wouldn't even know where to start. But I want to answer your question, Vince, or I, I want to attempt to answer your question. Uh, why did Bond not die after this movie? And and it's just I don't I don't know. That's the answer to the question because <laughs> it, it, it there has there has to be some kind of. Maybe gen- the thing is that it can't be a generational thing where the people who were, you know, like moviegoers at that time just really, really liked it. And then maybe it just doesn't translate now. But because I can't foresee myself being I mean, granted, I wasn't alive in 79 when this when Moonraker came out. So I, I, I was still six away, six years away from being born. But I, I can't foresee your guys' generation uh, of watching these movies and thinking man those are really good movies especially i mean the three of us have had many things to say about the previous bonds the you know we, we've talked about the special effects and the convoluted plots and the horrible treatment of women and the really odd uh, racial casting sometimes yep. like you know of course you have asians being the ninjas i mean <laughs> of course right i mean we, we've talked about all of these things 
and but there there's never really been a, a, a sense until now that the movies have been almost unwatchable. Like these movies are almost unwatchable and you cannot pay me money to pay, to buy to watch either of these movies ever again. Yeah, you made me watch it. Oh, you <laughs> just just hey Vince, but guess what? We don't have to watch these two movies again. The the bad news is is like I said, the Bond franchise gets worse after this. Like the entire decade of the eighties, which we're just entering into, um For Your Eyes Only, I think came out in eighty one. Um we still have to put up with uh, like Octopussy's next, isn't it? I'm not sure what's next, but all I know is that the decade of the 80s is is the dark era of Bond. And everyone tells me that, like, Timothy Dalton is really, really bad as Bond. Um, So before I I shove it over to one of you guys to talk about this a little bit more, I just want to talk about Bond. I just want to talk about Roger Moore just a little bit as, as Bond. See, the thing is, is that when we moved away from Sean Connery in, in the weird musical bonds they were doing there with Lazenby for a little while, because Lazenby came and then, and then Sean Connery came back. Um, you know, I had my problems with Sean Connery uh, and then, but he was a good bond for the most part. Um, and George Lazenby wasn't there long enough for me to really care. Um, and then we get into Roger Moore. He's been here for a while now and I've had my problems with him. Like he's definitely, he's very, as Vince says, he's cartoonish. He, and he's very, the right, but he, he, the man himself cannot control the writers when they come up with these one-liners. So I don't blame him for that. To be honest with you, he's not a horrible Bond. Um, the movies are horrible. Don't get me wrong; they're really, really bad. These two specifically are really, really bad. But his acting, not like award-worthy or anything, but his acting was never so bad that I even noticed it over the horrendous plot. You know what I mean? It could have literally be, I think, been anybody as long as they weren't. I mean, it didn't wouldn't matter how bad of an actor they were. They were not going to overcome my noticing of the how horrible the plot was. So uh, Roger Moore did not bother me in these two movies, but he didn't stand out because the movies themselves were just so bad. So uh, who wants to go next? Rick. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll go. I mean, um, you know, like I said before, I think when we talked about another Bond film, I kind of thought about it like when I was younger. Um, and Jaws was always a favorite character out of all the villains just because of like his metal teeth and like him just being, it was like at that time, it was just like a cool villain, right? Um, I mean, the movie, it wasn't really... Like, there are special things in other movies um, that I watched before, right? Like, um, I forgot which one it is, uh, where it's shot in Jamaica. Um, so, you know, being born there, living there, like, that, like when I was younger and watched it, that was, like, a cool thing to see because they had the Rasta people and, and all this different stuff. Um, with this one... There wasn't too much. It was just kind of funny watching it and, like, the things they're doing. Um, you know, would I watch it again? I, I doubt it. But <laughs> you, I you know a movie is bad when Ricky won't watch it again? <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks. I just have to say, can we not, like, uh, like, no matter what time this movie was released, like... 
the woman's name is Good Head. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, okay. It's Bond. Yeah, one you she comes in the next movie's called like, Octopussy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, that's not even that bad. Like, everyone used to say the name, especially when you were younger. Like, you would say the name and then you would, like, kind of laugh. But it was, like, cool, right? Because you got to say the name, but it's not like anyone could say, don't say that, right? It was like saying pussycat or something, right? It's like you laugh because you really know what you're saying. But, like, come on, good head. Like, (laughs) like, seriously? (laughs) I mean, that's about all I have to say. I mean, at the time, I think, like, when I was younger and I watched it, it was probably, like, really cool because they're going out in space and, like, you know, as a little kid, I wouldn't know that the space shuttle doesn't fly on its own and there was Star Wars, which was in space, and it's, like, zero gravity and all this stuff. But, like, watching it now, it's kind of like, okay. <laughs> like, I mean, all right. All right. Beyond being nostalgic when I saw Jaws, that was, like, about it. All right, let me ask you guys a question. When did the first Star Wars movie come out? 1977. Okay, so this came out like two years after that. And did you, you guys just, I mean, this is just like, the reason why they came out with Moonraker was because of Star Wars, right? That It has to be the reason why they, cho- they chose this plot, because they were trying yep. to to capitalize off from the Star Wars thing, right? I mean, that, and they, they did such a, bad job of like you guys (laughs) i mean vince you know that i've had my words with star wars right um star wars look like godfather i'm just gonna (laughs) i i'm not a big star wars guy i never have been but this movie trying to capitalize off from what star wars is i mean it's 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 like me trying to write a poem or an epic poem and trying to compete with Homer or something. You know, it's just well, it's, it's so it's it must so, have done something right if they made so much money. <laughs> I don't understand it, Ricky. Why did anybody like this movie? The the thing is is that okay, so I looked this up. Roger Ebert gave this a positive review, Moonraker. Roger Ebert gave it a positive review and he didn't like the like he, and he hated the second the, the second movie we watched before your eyes only he hated the like like I I can understand hating the second movie but he liked the Moonraker like I I, I lost all respect for Roger Ebert <laughs> like he, how do you like this movie this movie has like a fifty five percent rotten like so that means like half the people liked it half the people uh, didn't like it on Rotten Tomatoes like how are there the any thing man yeah, oh I I don't. <laughs> No, like you got to give them credit. Like, listen, I don't blame them for trying out new territories because, as I said before, the fact that remains that Bond movies are so rinse and repeat, it, it's it becomes only most evident when you see it in contrast to Moonraker, right? Like, I think that that's the reason why, for me, mm-hmm. as a child, as a as a kid that watched that movie, I know, you know, it stuck out and I remember it because it was like, okay, sure, it was in the zeitgeist of Star Wars, but it also broke from the mold. Like, I can tell you, if you said where does this Bond movie happen? As, as you know, as as Ricky was going, I'm, I don't know the one that happens in you know the Caribbean. I don't remember what it's called, but you can know the one in space. That's Moonraker, right? Like it's plain and simple, right? We we get mm. that. Like dare you to tell me what country does I don't know Goldeneye happen in? Something South American, right? I I don't. That, yeah. That, 
Am I correct? Right? Like no one knows, but it's like no, yeah. Moon Raker have nothing in space. But I, I will say though, like you, this, you know, the scene where um, Bond and the girl are underneath the um, the the shuttle, and they're supposed to be killed by the heat. Mm-hmm. Like I've never, like I've never forgotten that. Right? Like as soon as I've seen it, like it, it might be cheesy or whatever, but it's like just something that sticks out, right? Um, and I think also, you know what, I think even though the way they did it was like, it might not have been like the smoothest way, but having, you know, Bond and Jaws, which is like a long-standing villain, having Jaws switch sides because he realizes that he himself and then the girl who he fell in love with are not going to be part of the bad guy's new world. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, probably a lot of moviegoers at the time probably liked that part too, right? It's the same thing as like having <laughs> um, having uh, <laughs> Vader in the end. It ended exactly as Star Wars did. <laughs> <laughs> We were ripping off Star Wars, but, but, but not even a good but, way. <laughs> but another question, though, like with what Brins, uh, Vince brought up, sorry, um, uh, where it's like rinse and repeat. If they strayed away from that, like how would it do, though? That's the thing that I wonder, right? Like if they didn't do the whole Bond thing, which is like we're like, oh, yeah, that's typical Bond but we kind of watch it anyways. I wonder, you know what I mean? Like, if it bombs, then they'd be like, okay, see, we, we should just stick to the formula. Well, the thing is, is we don't find out how they do traveling, traveling away from the Bond trope until we get to Daniel Craig, because that's when they rebooted the series and they t- tried to take it into a more serious yeah. Way. Like it, it, it became more serious than yes, you had the whole, you had some of the Bond things, but it when when Daniel Craig became Bond, it, they tried to make it so that it was a more serious, more action packed, less comedic, uh, yeah. you know, storyline than what because I mean, as as comedy ridden as these movies are and the ones we're about to see is like Pierce Brosnan's Bond was written in such a way where he was you know some of his lines were just i mean you think these are bad those are bad um that's the reason why that when they rebooted with daniel craig it was completely different so we 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 have to wait another 20 years full of bonds before we can find out how exactly they do you know it's like i don't find that pierce brosnan was actually like a bond i don't you know what i mean it's like when they put um, what's his name? Hawkeye as um, as a born. It just didn't fit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I find Daniel Craig is more of the Bond type. Like Pierce Brosnan, just you know, like I think he has that like British smoothness, but like he's skinny and short and like it just i don't know maybe that's just me but i didn't find like i didn't know pierce brosnan was short so i I don't think he's short dude no not not like he's but if you compare him to like the other actors he just seems kind of small like average everyday guy 
But I mean, that's the whole premise. See, this is the thing I never, I mean, we're, we're veering a little bit on the Vaughn, Bond thing, but like, you know, who's going to be the muscle for like the MI6 agent? Is it going to be the beefy Daniel Craig guy or, or who you want to have as a spy? You want the guy that kind of blends in with the everyman that's also got the kind of, you know, the, the charm and the wit. Like, where's Daniel Craig? Look at him from a distance. I know, but, but for Bond, right? Bond is supposed to be like a kind of a cross between a spy and a superhero, right? Like, he saves the day, he gets the girl, like, he I does mean, everything. He, can't, he just can't die, right? That's like... He, that, that's the audience's... That's the perspective of the audience that you're saying, Ricky, but from... Oh, God forbid we're trying to bring realism into a Bond <laughs> discussion, but um, from... I mean, if, if you're trying to... From what Vince saying is that if you're trying to create a spy that's you know not going to get caught, you no, probably don't want and Daniel that, Craig who has these sense, right? who, who who looks. I mean, exactly. When, when Daniel Craig first came it. out, right? When Daniel Craig first came out and as Bond, I was like, ah, that guy's too pretty to be Bond. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like he, he he stands out in a crowd. He's 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 a model, right? And, yeah, like. And, but the, the thing is, and, and and that's because I mean, like. I'm a dude, so I can't really, you know, judge the looks of another dude. But, um, <laughs> but previous bonds prior to Daniel Craig, like Vince said, they kind of all, uh, like, yeah, they were handsome fellas, but they didn't look like. You, I mean, they could walk into a, a wherever and just, just be a regular person. Whereas it always felt to me where, you know, where Daniel Craig would walk in like, Oh my God, that's that guy's obviously an underwear model or something. I don't know. Um, Vince is right. We, we totally stray. I mean, I I think that we're so great. This movie. (laughs) First of all, the movies were so bad. We had to, we had to find a way to talk about something different, but also, and we can wrap up the discussion with this. Um, I think we're all, uh, at least Vince and I, I, don't, I really can't speak for you, Ricky. You like these movies a lot more, more than us sometimes. <laughs> um, but I, I think we're so sick of Bond at this point. And, and <laughs> like, like, first of all, you're right, Vince. Two movies is way too much. Um, even though I, I think I'm happy that we did two this time because Moonraker was so bad, at least – um, it, it was, oh wait! It was like a, only cleanse the palate. <laughs> as bad as it was, it, it sometimes did. Um, it wasn't a good movie at all. Like, it, but if I had to give one a better score than the other, the second one would get a better score. But by like a, a tenth of a point. <laughs> like I'm, this is what I'm talking about. It's so bad. But we we've been doing Bond for so long, and th- this is the discussion that we've come down to where we're not even really talking. I mean. If you guys if you guys want rewound this and listen to our discussion, we didn't talk about the movies. Um, very very few plot points did we ever actually talk about. I'm sure if anybody's listening to this, you probably still don't know what that second movie is about. Don't worry, neither do we. Um, <laughs> uh, just, just, something was stolen. Bond had to find it. That was that's the. I mean, oh, I, I can make it up. I, I, sorry. No, no, no it, it doesn't matter. And, and that's that's the point is that, like you said, Vince, these are all becoming they're, they're blending together because they all have the same plot. Something is stolen. Someone <laughs> wants to kill the world and Bond has to save it. Every single plot is exactly the same. And, yeah, they'll throw in some kind of uh, girl, girl wants revenge. Uh, girl betrays her her like uh, abusive uh, henchman boss or whatever. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah they'll, they'll throw in stuff like that. They'll. 
take Bond to different, you know, locations. Like he'll go to Italy, he'll go to the Amazon <clears throat> rainforest. Even Here, though, by Q, you know, the usual. Yeah, yeah. So, so each film will have those little things, but the vast overarching thing of Bond is exactly the same each and every time. And if I had to give you one reason why I think Bond stayed popular is because of that. And I think in this case, Ricky's right. Uh, it's just people, for whatever reason, liked that formula, right? It, you know, this exact story, they liked watching it over and over again. And I don't really understand it, but apparently that's that's the what made Bond popular. Because um, it's not like there's, a, you know, fantastic fight scenes. There's... Um, not really all that great, like explosions or anything like that. I mean, like the beginning of Moonraker, there's a good explosion, but it feels like they wasted all their budget on the explosion of the plane and then had none left for the rest of the movie. <laughs> um, uh, it, it's just, I mean, in I mean, I and I say this every time, but the the special effects, like whatever, aren't aren't great. But I gotta always kind of filter myself and realize that at the time they were probably were really good. Um. But were they? I don't like. I, 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 we, we've seen Star Wars. Like, I, yeah, <clears throat> Star Wars has fantastic special effects. Like, <laughs> like, 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 and and they came out. It's not like they, if this the Moonraker movie came out like ten years before. They came out two years after. Yep. And, and they didn't. It's it's. It feels like Bond has um just kind of stayed in time. Like. You were, you were talking about the like the driving and stuff like that. It feels like in the second movie they completely reverted to the special effects of of the original like first few Bonds. It was the like, first Connery I, movie, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I I I don't like Bond anymore. You're right, Vince. I don't like Bond anymore. <laughs> Maybe hate Bond. <laughs> so bad. Like, like how? Why? So, so I want to I want to take a moment now to to answer the question that you had asked that we didn't know the answer and you said that I think the answer is I don't know which is how do they keep on sustaining it and and Ricky at the risk of offending you I'm gonna do it anyways James <laughs> Bond survives because it is effectively a franchise no better no worse than the Fast and the Furious franchise we see today the simple fact of the matter is that it has hot women. Fast cars, lots of cool gear, and action for the sake of action, okay? And if you boil it down to it, yeah, you're right. And to the point where Moonraker, just like the new Fast and Furious, they go into space, right? Because they yeah. ran out of stuff to do. So but it's like, see, that, that's the funny thing, right? Because I think I was reading through um, on one thing, and the guy, they were talking about For Your Eyes Only, which we're going to talk about. And they were like, well, when we started to make For Your Eyes Only, we thought, well, we can't keep going in the direction of Moonraker because then things are just going to get more, like, insane, like, not reality-based. And and as soon as I read that, I thought of Fast and Fierce, right? Because I'm <laughs> like, first they were, like, driving on in Alaska with the submarine breaking through the ice. Then they jumped the car from building to building. Then they went to the moon. And I'm thinking, well, certainly these guys didn't get the memo. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just interesting because that was like the first thing I thought of. But, but you know, the other the other part of the equation is that like I, I still can't get over. Like we talked about all the tropes that are repeated again and again and again. And, and you know, you were asking Matt about like, you know, can we or can't we do, keep on doing this? 
I, I look at it and I was just wondering how many bad things can you do? Like it does not age well. And listen, I, 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 I agree with you. Roger Moore does a lot when he was alive. He did a lot for the United Nations and a lot of ambassador stuff. So I'm not going to rag on him as a person, but I obviously the, the, the James Bond movies and they're kind of comical, but like, do you the thing that gets me with the last movie, the Four Your Eyes Only, was just and, and even to a lesser degree, I, I would say Moonraker broke a lot of molds, not only just in terms of its destinations, but also in terms of its attempts to kind of shake up the Bond franchise. I mean, look at it. If you are to contrast the two movies, the second movie, which is a reversion or a reformation of of uh, and double downing on on basically James Bond. Like mm-hmm. it's so so much about the the cliche stuff down to the point where they even have the prime minister, Margaret Thatcher, or whoever it might be, uh, doing dishes <laughs> while her husband's just like, hey, woman, you got that dishes done? Like, it was just... <laughs> I was like, listen, at the end of the movie, like, you can't do that. Like, she, she's like, she has to take off her... Like, she's not even like, hey, honey, can you grab the phone? It was straight up like, let me take off the the rubber gloves because guess what? My my husband here, who's doing nothing for some reason, is not going to help. Me out. <laughs> so I thought that was even... man. You can't get any more sexist than that. And then and when like the, 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 the parents like kissy kissy, and it's like she's like you know puts her hand to her hair. It's like oh Mr. Bond. Right? Like, I was like whoa, you can't do that stuff. <laughs> and then, then but then you see the thing is I look at how much it's changed because I would argue that despite the whole um, difference display from and how much it's a James Bond movie for Moonraker. I would say it's pretty progressive back. I mean, it's kind of well, like, sure. Yeah, you got the bad guy redeeming himself because of love. But then, man, whoever thought that you'd see a master race that had colored people? Like, honestly, it was mm-hmm. like the Asia. I was like, wait, there's a master race? Every time I think master race, <laughs> I, I think of this racial purity. I didn't. I never picked up on that. But then you go back to again the, the racism. You go back to like the four years eyes only. No surprise that the henchmen, despite the fact that you have black and brown henchmen and white henchmen in, in, in the beginning of the movie, guess what? When you're doing the winter sports, it's all white people. Do you notice that, Rick? Because you know that they didn't have the <laughs> Chinese guy or the black guy doing the hockey or the skiing to kill the, the, you know, James Bond. It was like, my God, you can't. I was like, I just realized of all the kind of athletic events, you had to go to the most white like white uh like i don't mean winter i mean just white uh, events that like none of these people of color would ever do right so i thought it was really interesting to see that kind of shit man the margaret thatcher part is really interesting because that's actually uh, so like when she first took office because she was like the only like the she was like what yeah like she she was supposed to be like the strong but she did not have that reputation when she first went into office right she 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 kind of grew into that and there was a lot of people at the time who really doubted a woman's ability to lead the UK right at that at that point it was very we much were back it, in the kitchen for real well, man uh, well I, I, obviously it took a, to a bond level of cartoonism in like this they one. could have had her sitting like just like reading a book with her husband in the living room or something no they put her behind the sink Washing dishes, man. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it, it, it's Bond. It's like you, you, you never. I mean, it's it's very it's very odd that they've ever done a, like a female CIA agent, which they've done a couple times now, right? Yeah. Um, you and for the most part, I mean, all the people in charge are all old white guys, right? Um, and when you see a woman, she's behind a desk as a secretary, mm-hmm. money penny, right? Um, that's just I mean, that's Bond. It's it's. I I don't know if it's like a. Maybe it's a sign of the 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 times that these were put in. I mean, 
we're obviously way more um, uh, inclusive now than we were back then. So anyone who says we haven't made progress, just watch some of these movies. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. Um, fellas, we got we, we got to get this wrapped up. So I'm going to go around and I want your scores for both of these movies. Uh, Vince. Uh, I can't give negative numbers, right? Uh, go ahead if you want to. We have no rules. <laughs> you, it's so bad. I can't, zero would imply that it just didn't do anything. This is negative. I don't know, negative two stars? Because it's actually eaten into and corroded my appreciation of Bond and the franchise as a whole. Man, It's diminished the actual value of this franchise in my mind. Thank you very much, Matt. Uh, so negative two is all why, I get, why am I getting this? Why, what, why do I get blamed for this? All I'm doing is going in order, man. I, I did not make the Bond film series, okay? Don't blame me for this shit. <laughs> all right. Negative two for both of them? All right. Um, Rick, Ricky, your scores for these two movies. Uh, so I would give Moonraker a one out of ten. Um, oh, I would not watch it again, but I'll give it a one just because it's in outer space. So they get they get participation points for doing something different. Um, for your eyes only, I would give it a zero. Oh man, yeah. Okay, there. Okay, we've been podcasting together, the three of us, since two thousand nine. Uh, and, and we have never come across a situation where we've watched movies where we all gave it really bad scores. Um, so my, I, I, God, negative five for both of these movies. They're both real. I mean, can, can you give negative infinity? They're both really, really bad. Um, but if I had to choose a favorite out of the two, I mean, you gotta remember, I mean, I'm just trying to be a positive guy here. Uh, the second one was just a tad bit better for me because I hated that beginning of Moonraker so bad. The begin, I mean, it just the, the spatial flying just completely took me out of it. And every, every minute that I watched that movie, I kept thinking back to that beginning and, and just like and, and then Jaws f- falling out of the sky and landing in the circus. Um, just it, it, that beginning completely ruined that movie. I mean, even if it had redeeming qualities towards the end, which it did not. Um, I. Both of these movies are just – they're just astonishingly bad. And I'm going to ask this question. Um, how can it get worse? <laughs> how can it get worse? Because we know that it gets worse. Uh, I, I, I think I think it gradually climbs out of the hole. I think this, this – I think For Your Eyes Only is, is the lowest point because it's so evident that it's so derivative, so repetitious, so uh, – destructive to the franchise like the yeah. like i said the first 20 minutes you kill all the major threads of the of the backlog of, of all the other bond movies the the romance the the marriage the 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 blofeld the 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 um, not hydra what is it what is what is it called uh what's, <laughs> what's the organization oh yeah they're which Spectre. basically Spectre. <laughs> yeah, like, Spectre, that's, that's like hydra but you know like they kill it <laughs> well the logo pretty much looks the same <laughs> Yeah, so like you kill it all, and then it's like, what? Why? So they have to kind of they can only go up from here. I, I think that yeah, yeah. The, the 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 phrase that needs to follow that statement that Vince just made is we hope, <laughs> like we hope that it gets better. <laughs> it, like it almost has to, but because I, I just I don't see how it could get worse. But I've been told that it gets worse, and I just it makes me sad because the, all right. So you guys know this, like 
I was not a Bond guy. I never watched any of these films. They were all came out before I was born, and I've never been a guy who just goes and watches really old films. It's, it's never been the thing since we started the podcast. I'm more of a modern films kind of guy. Um, but that even that being so, I looked up to okay. Bond because you know it was this long. I mean, it's like the running long running franchise. Like it's the franchise that's been going on since the '60s. They keep making a movie every three years. And like, oh, when's the next Bond film coming out? When's the next Bond film coming out? Who's going to be the next Bond? You know, it was like this whole thing. And it had this this lore, this history, this it was a legend. Right. And like Vince says, it's to go back and watch this stuff. It's just kind of ruins everything that I ever thought was good about Bond. All right. On that spectacularly positive note. Oh, we got to watch Furious movies? God damn it. (laughs) Yes, that's the end of this podcast. (laughs) Coming up next, uh, probably sometime. Too fast, too furious. Yeah. We're only doing one. We're only doing one. (laughs) Yeah, no, 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 because now we're going to go to Tokyo Drift, because that's the sequel to Fast and Furious, right? No, no, it comes No, no, we're doing doing it the way they were released. Not yeah. not the like chronological thing. It's gonna Which get, actually in chronology, um Tokyo Drift is even further down. No, it's like yeah, it's like six. Wait, wait, wait. So <laughs> yeah. like there's like a prequel stuff to Fast and Furious. Oh, oh there's Dumb. even two movies I never watched, so I'm gonna try to find those. <laughs> they're, they're, they're like b-sides you can't find them yeah they're like <laughs> i don't know the other day i was on netflix with my kids and it said like you want to watch fast and furious cartoon and i was like what there's a fast and furious? kids don't drive oh yeah my my son watches that he loves them um i'm assuming it skips out on the hot women part of the equation <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's cars it's like it's like it's not um it's not vin diesel right it's like his cousin who's like a teenager or whatever and then like but his character is in there like at a couple points i'm telling you they want to draw in kids so they keep oh, the God. Going. Like they steal cars and, and stuff like honestly what, what no 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 it's like basically so his cousin is like he can drive fast cars right so he <laughs> has been in trouble with the law not for street racing because like i said like street racing is not really cool anymore like homicide or something Um, so basically what happens now is like kind of like cia comes in and says like oh you know dom said you're really good on your feet and blah 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 (laughs) he's a fast racer and so they're like so right away it goes in like working cia you're letting your boy watch a cartoon that advocates to drive fast and perform illegal activities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If anything, I would have been like, okay, so the, the, the paradox of Fast and Furious cartoon series would be, hey, kids, um, make sure you put your seatbelts on. Make sure you look both ways before the cross the road. Okay. Um, and make sure mom's minivan, it's it's always make sure it's fucked up. And child safe locks. I mean, like, what would you teach a kid for Fast and Furious for a kid's show? Um, all right. Well, that's because they won the, you know. We're not going to actually have to watch the cartoon, are we? Because, because no, I swear no. I'm gonna I'm not gonna do the podcasting if we have to do the the cartoon. I, that's where I, that's that's the fucking line. I'm not watching the Fast and the Furious no, cartoon. No, no. no, we're not we're not thank, doing those. Thank you for your mercy, Ricky. I really appreciate that. <laughs> on, on that note, coming up next, Too Fast, Too Furious, the movie without Vin Diesel. Um, oh, he held out. 
It's weird to th- it's weird to think that a, a movie without Vin Diesel is actually yeah. worse than a movie with well, Vin Diesel. Well, that's the thing, right? Um, so, so they did the first yeah. one, and then they did the second one, and he wasn't in it. And that's when it, it was kind of like he said, okay, look, it's a flop, right? You have to have me in the movies. And then that's when Tokyo Drift came out, and it didn't have him throughout the movie, but at the end, he was in it. Right? He and shows up like Nick Fury at the end back. of Iron Man or something. God. All right, guys. We, <laughs> this is, Stop it. Anyways, that's coming <laughs> up next. Um, look forward to that sometime in in November. It's going to be fant- a fantastic discussion. We won't make fun of Ricky for his like of Fast and the Furious. <laughs> we promise we won't do that. Um, anyways, uh, if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so in any number of ways. Uh, probably the best ways on Twitter. I'm at MTWB. Ricky's Ricky underscore Williams one. Vince is VWHUI on Twitter. Uh, we record this live once a month, uh, it, but we don't really have a schedule. We do this when we can. We're all busy guys. So uh, we talk about movies. Uh, so if you're interested in that, uh, hit the subscribe button or whatever podcast catcher thing offers. So subscribe, watch our, or listen to our rantings over the things. Uh, we're not halfway done with Bond, by the way. We're not. Hopefully, we've been doing this for three years. <laughs> we're still not halfway done, and that's just depressing for me. So, anyways, thanks for, for thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Stay safe. Take care.